The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Devin, what do you got for us today? Why is it that our modern world insists upon drawing such a very sharp line of demarcation between the arts and the crafts? In the days when the arts were really an integral part of people's daily lives, that line of demarcation it did not exist. But today, the artist lives on one side of the street, and the craftsman lives on the other. And the two hardly speak of each other. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh... That's, so... I we I think uh, I have that, and I actually have one more. Can I can I give you one more real quick? Sure. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> give you two. Not not <laughs> to throw right. your not to throw your thought process. What are you off. gonna do next week? <laughs> <laughs> Never judge a work of art by its defects. All right. Mm. <laughs> so all right. So let's start with the first one. Yeah, so it's the the ongoing question of art, the the difference or similarity, or what is an artist, what is a craftsman, and are they the same thing? Um, and then obviously, you know, our channel is in, in <laughs> it's, its in title is saying that it's the same thing, the art of craftsmanship. Now, is that saying that craftsmanship is an art, or is that saying that art is craftsmanship, like? Because there's a difference between craft and craftsmanship, right? So I, and, my, and I think yeah. he, in the middle of it, he does bring up in the days when the arts were really an integ- integral part of people's daily right. lives, right? So all the things, stuff you had to make yourself, right? Um, yeah. If you needed a basket, you made a basket, right? Or, right, and and that's where craftsmanship comes into play. So if something is really well crafted, then there's art in that. That's the mm-hmm. way I feel like something that you put a lot of time and effort to. And, and like I said, in the days where people were using those things, if you if you made a basket and it was shitty, it would fall apart and it would drop all your potatoes on the <laughs> ground. You know, like so there was a level of craftsmanship that had to be there to make it functional. And that level of craftsmanship is where the art comes into play. It's where you're an artist because you're able to put a higher level of craftsmanship into those things you do, whether yeah, that's and- like mixing paint and painting it on a surface and working on a clean surface and having clean tools and all that comes all into being an artist 
or that's, you know, having like sharp tools and, and making sure that if you f- make a box, that the box, the edges line up and that it's not going to fall apart and the glue is not going to come apart and you have, you know, solid joints, things like that. So do you think some of this, um, I mean, in the quote, the person does say they're separated. And I think that right. was, but now it's kind of coming back, I think, where people think everything's an art. And it, I guess it can be. But I think right. we start to accept it. Um, is, I'm trying to, actually, I'll, I'll go back. So maybe there wasn't a line, but also maybe people didn't think of it as a specialty. Right. right. No one's making baskets anymore. So if you run into a basket maker, maybe you are more impressed where back then you wouldn't be. Right. Yeah. You'd just be like, yeah, my, my wife makes baskets all the time. Right. It's yeah. just, a, it's, she, she, we need something to carry stuff. Like, yeah. Purely utilitarian. Right. Right. Like it needs to be done. If she doesn't make baskets, we can't carry anything. You know, then we got to mm. carry them in sheets or in our shirts. But, and then, <laughs> but maybe now we've gone so far where, Maybe once society accepted, maybe, like like maybe modern art. Once we decided that was, right. you know, once everyone said, well, maybe it's more of how you think of the process. Right. Yeah. So so if someone does paint a canvas that's thirty by twenty feet tall and lean it against a wall, if we've decided to accept that as art, then we surely have to except some maybe someone making a basket because their thoughts on it can be maybe not as profound but if we can explain something leaning against the wall we can also explain why a basket is art yeah right if you want to go into i'm not saying one i I, those things leaning against the wall have their place too i'm just saying if we can explain that we should be able to kind of make anything into art if we want to Right. And I think that's where the, there's the, the line that can be crossed between creating something that doesn't have a function and creating something that has a function. Mm. You know, and what's what's a function? Because if I paint a painting of a landscape and I hang it up in my house, well its function is now to is to be an object to look at, right? To beautify right. the house. And is that is that like a comparable um, function as a knife is to cut something and process right. firewood and you know, whatnot? It like which one of those things functions is more important. So, so, you know, but then that's kind of, that's always been my distinction in my head somewhat is that fine art, the difference between fine art and craft where they're both, you're an artist in both sides, but fine art is you're creating something that's just there for beauty, mm-hmm. right? You're creating something that's there. Its purpose is to look beautiful is to be a creation of artwork when you're creating a knife or restoring a tool or making a box or building a piano you know it's like you're building you're making something that has a function in itself so that's that's where where craftsman is you know in my mind they're both artists but it's just the end result of that art fine art as opposed to craft yeah no i i accept that okay what was your your second yeah your second the second one was um don't judge a piece of art you know i'm not gonna i'll just find it here <laughs> I was I'm just gonna say it out of the top of my head. <laughs> um, I actually have my book, um, uh, the new dictionary of thoughts, which is kind of cool. Cool. It, cool. It's like a dictionary, and you can pull up any word, and it'll give you a whole, depending on the word, give you a few pages of quotes on that word on that topic. Oh, that's cool. Is that a, a new book you got? 
Well, yeah, actually, it was um, uh, our brother Derek, his his wife, uh, uh, Sarah. She she actually gave it to me, or Derek did. I don't know. It was nice. on their bookshelf, and I used to always read it. So she was like, "You can have it." We never. <laughs> That's I loved cool. It. Nice. I just thought it was such an interesting idea that you could pull up. I mean, now it's Google. You just say quotes about art or quotes about blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. right. This is the same thing. But I like it because it's it's probably it's a pretty old book. I would say like fifties. So you get kind right. of more in depth, kind of wordy thing. You're not not as simple, not as Instagrammy. You know, right? I, I yeah, like right. Exactly. Not as Instagrammy. Yeah. Not as short, like uh, short attention spanny. <laughs> right. Instagrammy short attention spanny. Yeah. Short attention spanny. Okay. Here we go. Never judge a work of art by its defects. Someone named Washington. Alston, that's another thing. I don't know any of these people in this book. Right. They may, may have been known well at one time, but... Never judge a piece of art by its defects. Yeah, isn't that interesting? A work of I, art I, or a piece of I, art? I, I didn't... Uh-oh. I closed Never judge a... <laughs> these books are right. terrible. <laughs> if you had it up on your phone. <laughs> if only had Google. <laughs> I got to screenshot this book. That's <laughs> just taking a picture of a page. Pose it to Instagram. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, never judge a work of art. Work of art. A work of facts. art. That's. I didn't even know really what to. How to take it, but. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a weird one, right? Because it is. It's it's context. It it kind of depends on its context. You know, if you're talking about. Um, a time period, you know, because like abstract expressionism, right? It was all about the process of putting paint on the canvas. It wasn't about the final image. I mean, the final image was part of the piece, obviously, but it was the act of painting, right? It was what's important. So there's a completely right. different context when you think about like the defects of a work of art that are that's mm-hmm. done purely for process as opposed to the defects of a work of art like a Michelangelo or, you know, like a Cezanne or something that's done with a completely different mindset of like creating an image based off of something. Right. So you're like you have and, and then Right. And what and what could, do you and what what's your definition of defect? Right. And yeah, is that exactly. right, is that what the artist is it's like kind of I don't know what you call them. What, what's what are the free form artists where they'll do paint splatters and things like that? Yeah, and, that's abstract expressionism, r- yeah. right? So something like that where I think they're looking for some of that the accidental the right the I sat my paint can here and it smeared this corner and okay now I got I'm, I'm onto something you know right exactly yeah they bump it or brush it with their hand or use the back of the brush mm-hmm. or something you know just to and create then a different and that, action and that yeah. becomes what everyone talks about right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the, right. the defect and, is the best part or you know the uh, right. the 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 focus of the piece so maybe that is why that um quote actually works because you're not judging a piece of art by its defects you're judging it by what's working or you know mm, what yeah. what's not working for the composition within the within the context of that time period you know or that art time period yeah and it's almost it's i don't know maybe this person was a teacher that seems right. like a teacher's <laughs> diplomatic way of finding something good about someone's art right right exactly positive uh, yeah, creative, what, what are you creative, gonna say what are you uh, gonna say about a, a right. third grader you're not going to yeah. pick out why his technique is bad. You're not going to judge his art by the defects. You're going to right judge on, on on what his his um 
Yeah, you're just not gonna judge on the defects because that right. Be yeah, cool. you judge you judge on what worked, or you you say right, what's not right. working, right? Or like, or you're judging it on an end goal. If the end goal of the artwork is to create this thing, you know, then you have, and and that's actually like as an art teacher, um, that's why I come up with rubrics and like, and I have exemplars. Like this is what it should look like. This is what a good one will look like. This is what an okay one looks like. This right. is what one will look like if you don't try that hard, right? So then I'm giving my <laughs> students an example of what I'm looking for, and then and then I'm giving them creative freedom. Like okay, yeah. now you need to get here, and you, but you have to take your own path to get to this end result. If that's be, you're inspired by anime, then do something with anime. If you're inspired by architecture, do architecture. If you're inspired by you know, bike chains, do it, bike chains, <laughs> like whatever right. it is, when you get to the end goal of creating a piece that says something or does what it's supposed to do, like tells a story or, um, captures a moment or is saying something about your family history, like however you get yeah. there, that's why you have the rubric. Like, is it doing this? Is it doing this? Is it doing this? Mm. Yes or no. And then you yeah, judge it off of if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. And now obviously that's as well, that that's in, in the context of a classroom. Like artwork can be just for creating artwork, you know. Like you said, just splatters on the canvas, right? That is someone right. doing something that's saying something about what they're doing and putting it up. You know, there's no end goal there. The end goal is the act of painting, mm. one way or the other. You know, like the dance of the paint over top of the canvas, like like uh, Jackson Pollock said. Right. So yeah, but I, now, I do like that though, because and, because if but but when you're craft, you are looking at the mistakes. Right. So that maybe that is part of the part. Maybe that's part of the definition. You know, mm. art is like fine art is done to show like, you know, create the the experience between the viewer and the piece is where the art happens. And the the craft is the the user of the piece using it to its said, you know, Useless. Right. You almost have to judge a, a craft on its on its defects because it's not working right. properly. Right. I mean, obviously, if someone's doing timber framing and it's not properly done and the structure isn't right, you say, "Hey, that that's off. That's the defect. Right. We're going to judge this whole wall you were going to put up on that defect because it yeah. needs to work." Right. Exactly. It all has to work together, and it has to work, you know, within a certain like. Uh, what's that called like um you're uh you have uh a, an amount of flexibility there's a term for that i can't think of it off the top of my head right now but um <laughs> but yeah um, that's yeah. that's like you're working within that range you know like if you're if you're putting um say you know you're bolting a like a railing knob on the end of a railing just to have it there so as long as it's holding on tight it's fine it doesn't need to fit perfectly it just has to hold tight but if you're like, you know, attaching a uh, like a, a spinning centrifugal like weight in the middle of an engine, you know, then if that's off <laughs> by a, a, a millimeter, then it's going to mm. throw the engine off completely. Right. That's your, uh, you know, tolerance. That's it. What's the right. level and of tolerance? Yeah. <laughs> the level of tolerance and yeah. the the. Um the weight of consequence on the defect of the craft you're making. Right. Yeah. If it's a ladder that doesn't work properly and you're up 30 feet, <laughs> the defect is, <laughs> is huge yeah. and you have right, to judge yeah. it. And then you can sue someone, Yeah. <laughs> but, or a car or 
I mean, that's what a recall is. It's finding a defect and right. saying, all right, everyone bring it back. We got caught. If you're making wooden spoons and it holds <laughs> whatever you're scooping, then it's effective. You know? <laughs> right. There's a difference between a really thin and light wooden spoon and a really bulky wooden spoon. It's just in the hand of the user. But, you know, as long as it scoops up soup or whatever, <laughs> you're good to go. <laughs> you're not going to plunge to your death holding a wooden spoon. Maybe you will, but that's a... Some weird, I don't you know what that scoop is. scoop some soup and the spoon's too fat and it splatters hot soup on you. <laughs> well, why are you eating soup on the roof? What did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I like the view. Get, get down off the smithy roof. <laughs> hey, you get down there with the Campbell's. <laughs> Bring that wooden spoon back. <laughs> I haven't finished shaping it yet. <laughs> all right. I like okay. those. That's both. I like, I like all, I, I always like that conversation. I like hearing people's thoughts on that and I like talking about it and. Because, like again, that's that's the whole purpose, or that's the whole kind of guiding philosophy of our channel, is that right. there's a, at least so. I guess it's also in the perspective of the creator. Like for me, as the maker, um, I see art in the finished piece and it being really well crafted. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the craftsmanship, and the level of craftsmanship, and the like, the fine details, and the little bits of things that are all working really well together. To me, that is where the art is, right? That's where I see art and what I'm creating. It's it's when I, it's that it gives me the fizz, right? Like after I'm done with it, I want to hang out with it. I want to hold it and look at it, and I'm enjoying right. all the little things that I am proud of. That's where I feel like an artist in that craft angle. And so I do the same thing with when I'm doing fine art. If I'm doing a landscape or doing a drawing or doing, you know, a portrait or something. Or, or like sculpting something, you know, being able to see it when it's finished and being proud of those different parts of it, you know, that's that's what brings me joy in the creation of that artwork. And also then sharing that with other people and knowing that they're enjoying that, right? Like that you can you can make something and give it to someone that's going to bring them joy. Now that kind of feels, sounds and kind of feels a little like uh, a little boasty, but that's well. what I think we all are as artists, right? We want to create something that it's going to bring other people joy. And now a lot of artists, you know, have that say the whole like self-deprecating, like I'm not, you know, this is never good enough. I'm still striving. And of course, that's something that we do as artists. But you also have to appreciate the fact that you're also creating this experience for someone else that's really going to appreciate it. And there you're going to create some joy between them and that piece, which they, they now love. doesn't really matter after you give it to them. And no, no longer really matters how you feel about it. It only matters how they feel about it. Right. We, I mean, we want the reaction. That's what you're told as a little kid. It right. feels good. It's good to help. It's good to give. It's good to give gifts. It's mm-hmm. good, you know, <laughs> trying to instill that in kids, and it'll feel good be, being a giver. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. It does. It yeah. does feel good. And like I said, you you know that you're creating some type of joy when you're giving that to someone else, and they'll be able to use it or look at it or you know have some function with them and. And and you know and then you get that you get the good feeling when they're when they're proud of it and they give you the praise that feels good too. Like, yeah, oh, thank you. I tried yeah. hard. I tried really hard to make it look good, and now I'm I'm really happy <laughs> that you think it looks good, and I feel good because you're saying that I'm a good artist. It works really <laughs> well all around. <laughs> and if you don't like Hopefully. it, you can give it back. Exactly. <laughs> you don't appreciate it. I'll give it to someone else. <laughs> My mom will <laughs> like it. <laughs> My mom thinks I'm handsome. What? <laughs> Nothing. No. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, All well, right. So now we yeah, have so uh, make, <laughs> discussed and stuff. ruminated on art and crafts and yes. and timber framing. Yeah. 
and uh, I just got back. Um, got back on Sunday afternoon, evening from being on vacation up in Lake George, New York. And then while I was there, and if you guys listen to the podcast, you know this, but I was planning on and did stop into the Blackthorn Resort in East Durham, New York, which is about an hour and 45 minutes or so south of where I was up at Lake George, New York in Bolton Landing, which, uh, as a side note, is also the home of David Smith, who is an abstract, he's no longer alive, but was an abstract expressionist sculptor. Mm -hmm. And he had a big property there in Bolton Landing in, in New York and a lot of, um, a lot of abstract expressionists and artists from that time period would go come from Manhattan um, and come out to his place out in New York, and they'd have parties and stuff out there. So kind of a cool spot, Bolton Landing. But, uh, but yeah, so I drove down on Saturday morning, woke up kind of early and drove down, got down there right around 9, which was Wait, right around – go ahead. You – oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I, I thought you were talking about your vacation. Oh, I was yeah. like, wait, you got up to New York by 9 a.m.? <laughs> I was going to say, how early did you leave? <laughs> no, yeah, we, we drove up on Wednesday. So right. we were up at in on Lake George um, from Wednesday mid-afternoon um, through Sunday midday, and then we drove back down. It's about six and a half or seven hours with, you know, stops and stuff. We stopped no, once that's, both ways. I think that's a good length trip. That makes you feel like you've gone somewhere. Right, yeah. I always yeah, hated not, the idea of going camping like 20 minutes from your house. You weren't camping, <laughs> but, you know, it just doesn't feel like a vacation. Right, yeah. Like, i got to get some distance away from home to make it feel like I'm going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just walking out my door, you know. But, right. yeah. So, yeah, we uh, went up, and we were there, like I said, Wednesday through Sunday. And then on Saturday morning, I got up and drove down to East Durham, where the Blackthorn Resort is, and which is where the uh, Maker Camp Timber Inn was being held and that was uh hosted by uh the Blackthorn Resort and then led by Justin Dietrich. Justin and, uh, yeah. Justin, yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. I got there early. Um I kinda pulled up and walked back and then there were a couple guys back there kinda getting ready, but most of the guys were inside eating breakfast. And then I saw Justin, we chatted for a little bit and then went and everyone kinda kinda came down around by nine fifteen, nine twenty and after doing a little kind of setup and right. you know I, talking about, God, hang hang on one sec. I want to. What did it did it look like the way you'd imagine it looked like? That's always a thing <laughs> to, I, I find interesting when I go somewhere new or that. But I've seen a bunch of pictures of it. You know, you kind of do. You've th seen things on Instagram or you've looked it up or you've gone to the website. Was it what you thought it would look like? Uh, it it wasn't. So in my head, I had this like image of a more open like some fields and stuff and i guess it, it had that but it was but all of east durham is is like more in the mountains of the cascades than i had in my mind hmm. like in my mind it was like i don't know like a campgroundy type thing right like I don't know. I'm trying to think of one that would, I don't know, maybe just a little flatter, but it wasn't, mm. wasn't like super hilly, but there were definitely like hills around it. And it's right. Like in this little river Valley, um, there's like a kind of a smallish river that runs down the middle next to East Durham. And then on the other side of the river, I think is another town. Um, and then, so it's like one main street that runs through East Durham and you just kind of go down and then you turn off the main street and go into the Blackthorn resort. And it's kind of like in through the woods and then come out of the woods and you're there in the resort 
but it's also still kind of in the woods. And I and where the Timber Inn was was basically right as you drive in off of the main street of East Durham. You drive in a hundred yards or so past like a little kind of campgroundy thing on the right, and then and then you're right at the main like building, you know, where where you like would you would uh check in, sign in. It's like a big building. It has a big cafeteria in it and a bar downstairs and stuff, and that's where you would sign in if you were going to camp for the weekend. Um, mm. So I kind of pulled in and I saw um, the big kind of Quonset hut thing. So right. where we were working on the timbers was underneath of a big Quonset hut, which is like a big uh, domed or like a, a round, uh, long half cylinder, right? You know, like so it was a arched ceiling, probably, I don't know, I'd say maybe 40 feet, maybe 50 feet long by mm. like 30 feet wide, maybe, maybe a maybe 60 or 70 by 30, something like that. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a nice spot. big space. Yeah. 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 And I'd seen images from Friday from Justin's like Instagram live. So I knew that thing. So when right. I pulled into the Blackthorn, it was like right there on the right. You know, like I said, I drove in, there was like a few little campsites um, for maybe about a hundred yards or so on the right, kind of in the woods area. And then it kind of came out and there was kind of a parking lot on the left and the big entry building, you know, the on the right. And then, um, to on the right before that building was where the uh where the big you know covered area was so it was kind of right there so i saw that as i was driving in i'm like oh okay that's where it is pulled up parked walked back there were a couple guys back there i was just like hey this is where the timber in right blah 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 okay and they were like yeah everybody's inside and so i i walked back to the car because i want to grab some stuff and then i saw justin like coming down the hill so i stopped chatted with him for a little bit <laughs> and yeah and then uh see now that 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 is the way you start a going to a new place story (laughs) now i know where you are okay (laughs) so not that not just i drove into the blackthorn resort yeah come on take me there (laughs) or some people or some people are just like get to it what are you talking about the (laughs) right exactly we already know this yeah (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so he so he walked down. I walked back to the car. He went back, and then went when I went back, you know, walked back over the, I don't know, hundred yards or so from my car back to where, the, uh, where we were going to be working. Um, there were a few more people there, and then more people were coming. And within the next like fifteen minutes or so, everyone was there, which was about twenty people. Or so twenty, I would say twenty people. Um, and uh, yeah, Justin got us all started, kind of like kind of like a hey a powwow like this is what we did yesterday this is what we're yeah. gonna work on today this is the goal let's see if we can get this much done um and then there were probably i think there were like six or seven other guys there with me that were there on saturday for the first time so then justin kind of like the he did a little demo on uh on um on sketchup just showing like what he did and how he built out the timber frame structure on SketchUp and what you can do and how you can like put two things together and just tell it that there needs to be a joint there. And once you create nice. those joints, it'll just do it automatically. You know, you don't have to like create every single like shape to make that timber frame joint. Right. You just give it the dimensions and give it what you want and it'll do it. It's like a little add on that you can get on SketchUp. So that's great. He showed us a little bit about that and then got some guys started on what they were doing and then showed us like how to use the, uh, the chainsaw mortar, sir, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then, you know, talking about um, the type of timber framing we're doing, it was, there's, um, I wish I could remember the two the two names, but basically there are like two types of timber framing. One is using timbers that are exactly the size your dimensions say, like exactly eight by eight to yeah. the like, you know, down to the 130 seconds or something, you know what I mean? Like right on. And then there's ones that are not exactly 
And so you have to think about those in two different ways. Yeah. So when you're doing the type that is not, you're using a timber that might be seven and three quarters or eight and a mm. quarter instead of exactly eight. Then you have to like all of your measurements and everything have to be off of a reference face. So like right. if you're doing a mortise that's three inches from the front, then you got to use that front, measure back three inches, and everything you do has to be off of that. It's not it's not like a mortise in the middle of the beam. It's a mortise that's three inches off the front, you know. And then it, it yeah. might be it might be supposed to be three inches off the front, two inches, and then another three, which gives you the eight inches. But when you're using timbers that aren't exactly eight by eight or whatever, you know, it would be three inches off the front. You have a two inch mortise, and then you might have two inches and three quarters left over or you might have three and a sixteenth or something left over but that doesn't matter right as long as you're always referencing all your measurements from that single face or two faces right so yeah so kind of went over that to make sure we were all in the same part and then we kind of broke into small groups i was working with a guy named jacob and uh, his instagram is at who's who knows w-h-o underscore uh and it's not n-o-s-e maybe it is but um good guy he and i were working on the uh the beam so the posts are vertical and beams are horizontal so we were working on the top of a beam uh, or we were working on a beam getting all the like dimensions roughed in and drawn in and, and then marked in i got to use the uh marking knife that we made on the uh, on the channel which <laughs> yeah. is cool yeah and a couple guys were looking at that and talked to me about it so yeah who knows who nice. underscore n-o-s n-o-e-s it's jacob knows n-o-e-s so who knows? Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, why is he using his marking knife so slowly and looking up at us? He shined the, the shiny part in my eye with the sun. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, okay, what, what? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right? It actually was like, it was cool because I was <laughs> using it and it was sitting on the in, on the, on the the um, timber and I was like, we're looking at the, um, Justin had printed out all of the, um, the plans and so for each part each timber each like each piece beam you know post knee brace rafter everything had a page of its own that gave you exact dimensions ah, nice. of what it needed to look like what you know that one thing yeah. all the dimensions it should have on that one thing so we were like looking through that and it was just sitting on the on the one of the timbers the timber i was working on and the guys that were working next to me they were like like man that's a marking knife right there they're like talking about it without me mentioning i was like oh cool so then i told him i was like yeah we made it on our <laughs> channel i was talking about our channel and stuff so but yeah he and i uh, jacob and i worked together for a couple hours and then i ended up leaving at about one o'clock just because i was on vacation it was the last full day we were on vacation so um i had already talked to nicole and let justin know that i was just gonna be there for a couple hours i didn't want to spend all day there i mean i would have liked to spend all day there but you know, I also want to get back and be with my family and all of our friends and stuff that we were there with. So, yeah, but uh, worked, got everything laid out. All of our dimensions, and all the measurements got laid out. And then we uh, we worked on, we, we made the, the main mortise, which is in the top center of the beam, going up to the, you know, the, the ridge line of the, of the structure. Um, so, like, a, another uh, post there. And then started chiseling out and working on one of the ends, which would have had um, tenons sticking out that would go into the post on the side. So had them started, and uh, and then I left, and it kept on working. I, I messaged Jacob later. I was like, did all of our dimensions work out? Like, everything worked out? And he was like, yeah, we were good. So <laughs> it was cool. But, yeah, so there were a bunch of good guys there. I didn't get to meet a lot of people, um, you know, but I was there working. That's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to go and help out and be in that a little bit more intimate situation where it wasn't like 
when we're going to go to maker camp when there's going to be hundreds of people there, I'm assuming, you know, and there's like presenters and there's people that are just enjoying and watching. And yeah. so there's like, and it's like two different groups, right? I just want to be part of like helping out, helping Justin get some stuff going. Everyone just there working, you know, it's less formal, more just, Hey, we're all here to help out and get this, you know, get all these cut and ready. So that way it can be built. At so when it camp. Yeah. So when it gets built at maker camp, you'd be like, yeah, I help. I help make that. <laughs> yeah. like, oh really? You're like, yeah. See that one, that one joint right there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty. No, I'll say, me. I'll say, see that beam there. That beam is fitting because I helped ah. to set up all the dimensions. Like we, because we drew everything out, drew and marked everything before anything was cut. So it was like I had to do all the measurements, make sure everything was drawn really perfectly, and then do it all. That way, it's ready to go. And then once it's cut, then it's, you know, if it's not because yeah. if your measurements aren't right. You know, and you're like, oh, right. if everything's yeah. not right, then they're, it's not going to fit together, and it's not going to fit with everything or, else that just needs to be done right. Or on the on the day of, on the raising, <laughs> all of a sudden, like Justin starts cussing. It's like, what is this? This is this is off. It's not going together. People are holding it; it falls down. <laughs> Who did this? And then we slowly back out. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got to play that one up. <laughs> we get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but it'll be cool. I'm really excited. So that's October. It's what's the like, it's uh, whatever Columbus Day weekend is, but that's, I think it's the early teens of October, that long weekend. So, so let cool. me ask you, what is the, what's the opposite of FOMO? Not the fear of missing out. What happens when you just missed out? Is it Mo? <laughs> Mo, missing out. <laughs> <laughs> you were mowing hard because... Other people came, and Duresta came, and other other just yeah. other makers you would have liked to have met, and everyone had yeah. fun, and I'm sure they partied and had a slip and slide <laughs> and a, a zip line, and there was like a free keg of homemade beer, and <laughs> they partied all. That's night. everything we didn't we didn't see. That's everything that wasn't shown on the Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Not I was, show the real fun part. <laughs> I did follow along for the rest of the. Uh, afternoon like kind of checking in on justin and checking in on some of the other guys who i who at that point i kind of knew and started to follow a few different guys on instagram and and seeing their stories and stuff and yeah jimmy came over and helped out for a bit you know they all worked together and got a bunch of the like stuff together and standing up so you could see it all fitting together and uh and then they all went back to jimmy's uh jimmy duresta's place that evening and went to his uh maker church i always like to call it that whatever it is like the his big oh, workshop yeah, his chapel. Yeah, they hung, yeah. hung out in his in his in his big workshop and hung out with him and everyone was there and you know like uh yeah it was it, yeah i was i was like oh man that would have been cool but i uh it didn't really matter right because i i knew i wasn't going to stay all day like it wasn't right. like oh i should have stayed all day because that wasn't an option you know it wasn't like I wasn't there for that. I knew I was going to only get to have a couple hours. So I just wanted to go. And like I said, even if like I had never met Jimmy before, so it'd be cool. It would have been awesome to meet him. Right. Cause he's one of those people that I've been watching for a really long time. And he's not called like the godfather of make for nothing, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been cool to meet him, but you know, it was, it was, I was also just happy to be there and I got to meet Justin, which was really cool. Cause we've had him on the podcast. So it was cool to meet him and a couple other guys yeah, and just, yeah. and just be able to work in you know, a little bit in just a less formal, you know, situation with just a bunch of dudes that were there doing the same thing so it was cool it was really cool and then when i left i drove up and down main street like three times trying to find uh jimmy's go-kart track <laughs> and uh so i drove like left the blackthorn and drove back through town 
and I didn't see it. So I got kind of through, and it's, you know, it's a small town. So I drove like a mile, you know, and I'm like, okay, I didn't see it. So I turned around and drove back because I was thinking, okay, maybe it was the other direction out of the Blackthorn, right? Maybe it was like down the other way. So I went back, drove through town again, went past the Blackthorn, you know, drove down a little bit, maybe another mile or so and realized, okay, now I'm in Durham. So no, no longer in East Durham. So turned around <laughs> and drove back through. And so each time right in the middle of town, there's a big indoor flea market. And um, nice. there's also like, there was a portion of it that was outside. So there was a bunch of stuff out there, like all kind of out. And there was one spot that I could see like a bunch of hand tools and wooden handles and stuff leaning up against something. And so I was kind of p- looking at that thinking like, I wonder if I can see ax handles there, you know, cause that's what I'm always looking for in like flea markets <laughs> and stuff. So I drove by, and both times I drove by, the first two times I was looking at that flea market and looking at the outdoor stuff. And then as I came through town, you know, drove back through town the third time, I realized that across the street from that flea market was Jimmy's <laughs> go-kart and track. I was like, ah, that's why I missed it through two times, because I was like, you know, distracted by the outdoor flea, indoor outdoor flea market. Right. So I'm like, oh, there it is. And it was cool, too, because they were like the picture I took and I posted on Instagram. He had like this big steel, you know, cut out Duresta sign in his font that he uses for everything. And then there was some, um, there's like a small parking lot there. And then, um, you know, there's like the go-kart sign and there's like, and, and on all, every sign that's there and every like flat surface, there's Jimmy DeResta's stencil, like spray paint. Like there was no, uh, no trespassing <laughs> signs that were on the fence on the other side of the parking lot that like go back into the woods and stuff. And it's like, you know, every no, you know, no trespassing sign was like stencil DeResta and his, his camo truck is there that I've seen in, in videos and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So, Wait, so he, he owns that. the track. Yeah, yeah. He owns that piece of property. Um, and it's, a, oh, gotcha. it, it used to be, it used to be a go-kart track and it had like a, um, a shooting gallery thing, you know, like shooting BBs It had like that. And it had some other stuff. It was like a little kind of carnival type thing there with the go-kart track, like arcade and stuff. And actually the Blackthorn owned it, but it had, I guess, um, you know, kind of fell into disrepair or wasn't being used and he bought it from the Blackthorn resort. So that piece of property. So he, he now owns that, and he like he's gonna so he wants to store some stuff there and um, do some you know have some of his tools and like a shop there and then and last year and this year um, in the Fourth of July weekend he's had uh, like um, like people can bring their go karts and just ride the track. So it's like oh, free, nice. free open to anyone. Like, hey, if you have a go-kart and you want to come by or you just want to stop by and hang out or if you want to, like, bring some tools to sell or if you want to come and hop onto one of his two or three go-karts and ride around, it's just like a free open day. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> I was like, that's nice. awesome. So That's yeah. cool. But, yeah, that was fun. So stopped in, pulled over real quick, hopped out, took a picture, a little selfie with me there and post that to Instagram and headed back. Yeah, that that's that's really nice. I mean, it's so nice to actually meet and talk to other people because we're always interacting kind of with people. Yep. All right, exactly. online, all through things, all through podcasts. And you need yep. – I mean, that's why people have conventions and stuff. It's just finally right, yeah. to have one or two days a year if you can – if that's all you can get, just to meet and hang with like-minded people. Right, exactly. And, and like, that's one of those reasons why we started this podcast and everyone listening, you know, that's, that's what we love about that, that we actually get to have that chance. And obviously a lot of it's you and I just chatting week to week when we either don't have someone scheduled or we don't have enough time to get something, somebody on, 
then we can just chat about whatever we're doing and talking about, you know, things that we know are going to interest our listeners, but also having that chance to be able to like reach out to someone and say, Hey, you want to join us for the podcast? It's, it's much less formal than like, do you want to come to my thing here or do right. you want to set up a time to meet and have dinner? Like it's, it's very much like, Hey, let's chat for an hour and a half. You know, you want to join us. It'd be fun. We can talk about making stuff. We can just shoot the shit. It's pretty easy, like low, you know, not very stressful. It's just, yeah. And I'll say the great thing is that there's few other ways that you would have a discussion like this, unless maybe you're sitting around a campfire. Right. Yeah. But even, even then we wouldn't talk the way we talk on, I mean, we would, but we wouldn't have it like. So how did you get started? And can you tell right. me about the way they'd be like, what are you, why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah. Right. For all of our listeners that are sitting around the campfire with us. Yeah. So Devin disaster story. <laughs> Devin sat down and threw a quote at me and everyone started to discuss it. It was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That'd be a fun conversation starter. I got a quote for you guys. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I do. I yeah. used to have a, I mean, I guess my old, it wasn't a trick. It was a, um, I guess it was a trick. Go on dates, Strategy. and if things were slow, I would just have, "Hey, what's your top five? Right? It's the old high yeah. fidelity thing, top fives. Yeah. But that was always a great going on dates, or even if I would also at, at work sometimes. If, since I do freelance, sometimes if everyone's sitting around in the truck or doing nothing, or you feel interested enough, like you kind of like the person, then just throw a top five out there. Right. Yeah. It surprises them, but it, it you know, they're like, oh, um, okay. And, and then you have something to talk about. That's the same thing I would do on dates if it got slow or something. I would just, hey, what's your top five artists or movies or books right. yeah. or, or something silly, top five favorite beers? And then it just keeps you moving, keeps things yeah. going. That's a good one. Yeah. When we were, uh, when we did our last, last summer, I did a canoe trip with, uh, my family and then another family and, and our mom and, um, we went and did like a week long canoe trip down the new river in uh, North Carolina. And one of the days it was a really rainy day. And so we actually didn't paddle that day. We just stayed in the campsite and put up uh, tarps and stuff and hung out. And we went around uh, several times around the, around like a circle. Everyone saying like their favorite, this, or, you know, your <laughs> like top two or three movies or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like right. it was really fun. And it is, it is really cool because people have, when you talk about something that's your favorite, it's it's your favorite for more than mm. just the fact that you enjoy it. It's because there's a part of your life that has a story around that thing. Yeah, right. right so right. like, so there's an experience that now is 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 associated with that thing. So it's like, yeah, my my favorite beer is blah blah blah. You know, because I've had it here and I buy it here and I really enjoy it. And this is the first time I had it. And da da da. You know, like, yeah, there's always a, something a, going with it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a great one. And I like right. to argue with people a little bit too, like when I think, <laughs> but it's a part of the, the, I think that's a part of the top five too. Right. Yeah. It's going, really? That one? No, no. <laughs> like, that it's can't my be list. list. It's my <laughs> list. Right. No, that's no good. Get them worked up. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of top fives, um, this is another non-recommendation recommendation. Um, Wrangler Star just put out a video on uh, what his like, top 10 tools would be and basically the premise of it was like what he opened up as like if you had um basically if someone said like all right you have like whatever 10 minutes you know you got to grab 10 things that you want to bring with you out of your shop what do you bring with you you're going to be taken and displaced to like a new homestead and you got to start a new life there like what 10 Mm. tools do you bring 
so that was pretty cool i was like oh that's interesting i like that i like that yeah. as a topic i like that as a video like it's interesting and you know and he had some really good and useful and practical things and for each thing he talked about um you know the reason why you know it's like this is what i would do and this is why this is what you can do with it this is how versatile it is and each thing he had it was like it had its versatility to it you know it was like or or it was something that was such a good tool that it could be used almost independently of any other tool for a job, right? Like a circular mm. saw was one of the things he said he would bring. Like okay, a circular so, saw, you can like cut and, you know, shape and like also you, you can do lots of stuff. You can build a house basically with a circular saw, you know? It's like, okay. Okay, but, so I got one for you. We won't right. do a top five, but let's say – the same type of thing. You got to leave your house. Right. And let's say that most of your tools, those don't, let's say your family doesn't count. Obviously your pets don't count. Right. right. Every, everything is safe. I'll even say like photo albums don't count. <laughs> I'll say really like, uh, stuff like that. Memory stuff, you know, the right. pictures, your wedding, blah, blah, blah. Those we'll, we'll just take that as, as red. Like, yeah, you're definitely taking that out. Gotcha. But okay. you can go back in. It's not smoky yet. You can go back in for one more thing. <laughs> one or, so it, or two if you need to. What do you go back in for? Okay. So, like, you have one more trip back in the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've kind of you gotten, gotten out the big stuff. You can go back in and grab one more kind of tertiary thing that's not, you know, not the most important thing. Hmm. What would I grab? Right. So no one's going to fault you for saying, what about your... Wedding photos or, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> this asshole left everything yeah, behind. What about his dogs your, and his family. Yeah. And he brought his <laughs> circular saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good saw, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, huh, one thing. So you said that's and one I, thing from and, upstairs? <laughs> and let's say yeah. let's say insurance isn't going to replace anything. Okay. So that oh, also cool. brings another thing. Because I was thinking, very technically, as I'm sitting here in front of my computer... Right. I might grab the tower. Right, yeah. If I get, like, one or two things, if I'm thinking just logically quickly, I probably would. Right. Cause just because it's one of the most expensive things I have. It's it's what we use for work. It's what I use for work. Like, it's important. If that goes down and I don't have that coming back, that's going to it's gonna be some pretty cash to get rid of it. I, I don't think I would grab records because... Yeah. It's just, it's just records, and which one am I going to pick? I mean... Right. I almost just technically you have to grab your most expensive stuff if it's not going to be replaced by like insurance. Like, oh yeah, we know you yeah, TV and blah blah blah. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's good. Like, I'm thinking about obviously there's a difference between what I'm going to grab from upstairs at my house as opposed to in the shop. You know, that's like you said, it's a different thing. But and also, I yeah, I'm thinking I don't have that many antiques. You know what I mean? So yeah, you kind of right. have to grab the family thing, right? But I don't, I don't have too many pieces of things that, yeah. that have been passed down yet. You know, I really don't have much. Right, of that. exactly. I, I, you would, you would probably obviously grab that if you have a table that your grandmother had and your grandfather had. You right. Know, you'd grab the family, family heirloom. Things. Yeah, right. Right. You have to grab them, obviously. I mean, maybe I'm thinking I might grab like my guitar. Right. Yeah. Like my first guitar ever. I still have that sitting over there. Maybe my. Yeah. My strat, I got that over there. <laughs> I'd probably grab that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a few things like a few, I have a few tools from dad that 
are or his or you know there i've one that was like the ball peen hammer was his grandfather's so like mm. that one i'd probably grab except for right now sean has it so i wouldn't have to grab it <laughs> i did a, i did a live stream on instagram uh the day that we got back either sunday or monday um and uh and i was like walking around just kind of like going into the shop it was clean i was like all right this we're, we're back you know like this is the things that we have on the plate for videos coming up and then i was like talking about the rest restoring a little hammer which we can talk a little bit more about but um and i'm like looking down at my anvil base that has all my hammers around it and i'm like hey there's one missing here and i was thinking like where's that ball peen hammer i just assumed that i had picked it up and used it for something it was somewhere else but then i realized later i was like oh that's right sean grabbed it Cause he like grabbed it cause he wanted to, he needed to put some like, um, texturing into a handle and he had the ball peen hammer that he has was like, didn't have a handle on it for some reason or something. Or like he has one that doesn't have a handle on it and he's got one mm. that he restored. That's like his first dad. So he didn't want to use that one. So he realized he didn't have a ball peen hammer. So he like stopped over at my place and grabbed the, the ball peen. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's why it was missing from that, <laughs> from that stump. Yeah. It's uh I don't know if you dust if you run into a fire and come up with a ball peen hammer. I'm gonna, I'll be <laughs> like, what? <laughs> great grandfather. That's what you went back hammer. in for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. the, the I mean, hammer. Like, the hammerhead will still be there after the fire. I've got like my tool belt that let, that Nicole got me. That's a really nice tool belt, and that has a bunch. Yeah, of Yeah, I mean, that I yeah, like grab. wedding gift stuff. Yeah. I have a, a shotgun actually that my wife got me for, as like a wedding present, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, and the record player she got me stuff like that you know right, you kind of yeah. want to grab that um, yeah yeah so okay yeah. yeah yeah I don't know I mean I can't think of really anything that I would uh, you know other than the things that you already said like photo albums and the, like you know that kind of stuff that memory stuff the stuff, stuff yeah, yeah right the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff is replaceable you know it's like or right, it's not right. like you said I don't I I'm the same way I don't have a ton of heirlooms now I do have a lot of artwork in my house. And that's one thing that would be hard to replace. Like a lot of, obviously a lot of my artwork that I've created over the years, but also a lot of like friends artwork and things that have been given to me and things that I purchased hanging on walls and stuff. And that would be hard to lose. So that might be something that I might go for, like grab some of the artwork or something, you know, things that I don't want to lose. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have like a bunch of big photographs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a painting from, from my mom that was apparently her cousin, you know, the one above my record player. Yeah. Yep, yep. Of the guy looking at... Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And I wish I would have gotten more from our grandmother before she passed. Well... Right, right. You yeah. know, you're always, because I really don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Other than I liked it and it was in the basement. I think she said it was like a cousin or an uncle or something. You know, like, oh. Yeah, that's my she, uncle. Or my, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was... Right. A, I think it was a... You know, something like that. Right. Yeah, that is cool. But, that's, um, yeah, because if that is a portrait, is it a portrait of that person or is it a painting by that person? Do you remember? I I think it's a portrait of. Okay, which is cool too. You know, either way, that's both of those things would be cool. Um, right, or maybe yeah. it was. I I don't know if it was a self portrait or. It says Capone. I think is the artist. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, so and it has an O five or a so it might be nineteen O five when it was. Right. I'll send you. I'll send you the. I'll send you yeah. a picture of it real quick. I know you've seen it, but right, yeah. Um, it's just such yeah. an interesting painting, right? Yeah, that is that is a really good one. Yeah, I would I would definitely say that's an 05 era, you know, 
because if it's not 05, it would be like 65 or something. You know, it's not done. It's right. Not I mean, the clothes look like it and the. Yeah. Yeah. But That's I don't cool. know. Anyway. Um, so. Now that we know what we'll take out of a burning house, I'll tell you some, <laughs> some new things we're getting. So we're starting a project. Um, I've wanted to do kind of an outdoor theater thing for a long time now. Um, right. And, but every, every video and setup I see of people, it's like, it's sitting on a table with a thousand wires and it right. takes like a long time to set up and, you know, there's like something running here and there and then they have like a DVD player attached and they're like, so I was thinking if we could get a, a projector we could build a custom like cabinet for it almost right but a, a travel cabinet now obviously if you want to you might use metal or something but since it's more it's more likely for people to have just a, some type of whatever scrap wood you have can you make a cabinet that everything can be held in one and if you want to take it somewhere or take it outside obviously for your outdoor thing and store it right yeah. it's fine you don't have to worry like hey i want to bring it over it's almost like Telling someone you're going to bring over your sound bar and an Xbox and your TV. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I got to wrangle right. cables and put blankets over things, and, you know, and like find the original box. I want something the projector can stay in and be right. one thing and you can plop it down in your yard and point it at a screen. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. I had that thought and I was like, you know, I was thinking about buying one. I was like, well, let's see if I can reach out through our channel and see if someone will um, will give us one. You know, donate yeah. one, and, and it'll be yeah, on the sponsor. channel, and we'll right, do like, yeah. yeah, it's like like anything. Any If people want to give you something that's worth, an, you know, enough, then it's I get, it's not a sponsored video, but it is, you know. Right, yeah. Um, but, but I also made sure to tell the people I asked, like, hey, we're, we're, we'll probably review it. Right. And go and talk about it and, and all the stuff for, just to give people the information. But if it sucks, it sucks. <laughs> right, exactly. And we yeah. we still, you know. So anyway, we reached out and um, Anchor or Nebula. I'm sure if you guys know, probably Anchor. That's yeah. They're like the biggest phone charger company on Amazon. But they also have really nice projectors. And they have uh, some other things, speakers now. They're... Um, they're spreading out. They make quality stuff, and uh, right. So I reached out to them, and it, I actually knew of a, a projector that I like that just recently came out called the Cosmos, and they have two types, and they're they're nice enough. They're going to send us the 4K one that can That's that can project a 150 inch 4K image. Nice. <laughs> so that's coming Monday. I'm really excited. But first things first, I got the screen in today. So, of course, yeah. I had to go right outside and try to set it up. Um, <laughs> so the way my place is, is it's got a metal roof that goes around it, almost like a barn. The front is a, a shop under it, but then the back is a hill. So the bottom of the roof on the back side comes right up to the hill, and then the hill keeps going up. Right. So when I'm out there, I'm like, you can't do anything out here. But in my mind, my mind, it's always, but you, it's like stadium seating for yeah, it's perfect for a theater. Yeah, like an amphitheater. That's, yeah, that's right. the one thing you can do on this hill that's next to the house. 
and the roof is almost flat, straight up and down. There's a slight right, angle yeah, to it, like a it 10 comes, degree angle. Yeah, it comes over and then comes down. It's the same metal material that comes down to the ground, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, right. I'm like, man, I, this would be a perfect area for a screen. And I'm thinking, well, I can't nail anything into it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you right. know, the metal roofing. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, puncture some holes in the metal roof and you know, the siding. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We got some. Yeah. See, so, you know, uh, checked it. It's not aluminum or anything. It's nice and magnetic. And uh, so I, I was like, well, maybe I'll just get a bunch of magnets with hooks. You know. Yeah. And that and that's what I did. So we got the the. Nice. I got a screen for like twenty bucks on Amazon. That's. And uh, got it. Oh, you know, twenty four magnets with hooks. And yeah, just slowly went about and put one, each one up there. It's a little, it was a little crooked. I took it down again, but I was working out. I got it stretched real nice, real taut, no wrinkles. And I sent Dustin a picture. Nice. It's, it's really big. What you have to do once you, once you like set it up and get it like straight, you know, everything's really nice. And uh, like, you know, everything is straight and perpendicular to the ground, whatnot. Then like take a pencil and lightly draw around like the four yeah, corner what, yep. the four corner yep. magnets right so then you know those spots like you don't have to draw mm-hmm. anything but like little marks on the siding is gonna be fine it's not yeah know, it's just pencil or see if, it, but yeah, yeah. exactly no but i know even that's just a little a, bit you know because then you know it's there you can always go back and put it back up. yeah and luckily you have the yeah. the straight lines of the uh the, of the connection siding, right. connection yeah. points of the siding to gauge off of and mine was a right. little left a little wonky but i just wanted to see if it would stay taut and right if the yeah. magnets would be able to hold it up yeah. Which they did great, so I'm excited we got that part down. <laughs> and that that'll be in the video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll go we'll go over that in the video. I mean not not that a lot of people have a metal wall available. Right. But yeah. if you do. Because everyone else, everyone's been setting them up with uh like P V C pipe you can make Right. Can make, make a frame and then stretch make a it frame. With the but with it, a yeah. frame then you gotta like have tie downs and I mean, I guess yeah. if I didn't have any other choice, that's probably what I'd do, because yeah. the ones with frames do get it nice and uh, nice and tall. And one more thing, while I was looking, you know, you go into a project, so you just look at everything on YouTube yeah. about that project. And I watched any um, uh, any woman's channel yeah. uh, was was all about the outdoor experience. Was right. all about the flowers around the screen and the <laughs> snacks and the pillows they put down, <laughs> and every every mail run channel was how big can you get the screen? Can I do a, a timber frame like frame? I'm going to build yeah, right. a deck in front of it and a fire pit. <laughs> I have this huge, you know, ten thousand dollar projector. Right, <laughs> it was the gear. And then I'd it. go back and look at another lady. What? And and there's nothing wrong with creating a nice ambiance. Right. Like you need someone there to do that stuff because it does make it better. <laughs> yeah. But half the time, these ladies' screens, it'd be like a a fifty five wrinkly, fifty five inch wrinkly screen, like a sheet. But, yeah, <laughs> like but like, why are you even like doing it outside? Bed sheet. Yeah, right. what's the point? <laughs> Go sit inside. I got a better TV. Yeah, right. Just take some art off the walls and project straight on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are you doing? But they were like, I got these snacks, and it's you know, it was always. It was more, and it was nice. They were doing it for like the kids, you know. Yeah, I got right. Halloween cookies and bobbing for apples. I'm like, wait, how, what? Your screen's still wrinkly. Yeah, you're like, I want to see a perfect screen. Yeah, <laughs> come on, what are you image. doing? This as is not helping me. possible. We need good speakers. 
Didn't you, you say plant, also that the projector has decent speakers too, right? That like part of it. Yeah, that is one good thing about the anchor is nice. I yeah. think they did. They did actually want to be. It seems to me the standalone thing. And for inside, I'm sure it's nice. And all the reviews say because it is four 10 watt speakers, and they point right on the, around the whole circle. So two point out kind of backwards, and two point out kind of forwards. Mm-hmm. So inside, yeah, you get good sound, but I don't necessarily. If it's like a, a movie night thing, I don't want to have. If I'm sitting to the right of the projector, right, I don't necessarily just want sound coming at me from the right. You know, kind of, and outside yeah, disperses yeah. sound a lot. You know, it, you need you need some. Right, so I'm going to work on that. There's some PA speaker systems that can hook up to it. I might, and they're relatively cheap actually. You can get two right. big, six hundred to thousand watt PA speakers for like two to three hundred bucks. It's not crazy. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. Um. Nice. So yeah, so but the sound, yeah, I think it'll be good. It'd definitely be good enough. People say it's probably as good as a sound bar. That's the reviews I've heard. Right. In the projector itself. So that's perfect for yeah. I would definitely just use that for like sports or game or something. Right. Um, yeah, where the you sound know, a football game, it doesn't matter yeah. as much. Right, exactly. Yeah, like if you're if you're watching a movie, you want the like experience, you want the bass, you yeah. want like good yeah, yeah. sound to really right. get the full experience. But if you're watching a game, right, it's about the action, it's about you know, it's just announcers talking or whatever. It's not you know, right, right. So I, the I sound think it's, is good. You just need to, you just need to be able to hear it. You know, yeah, it, it's cool that they did it, and a lot of people wouldn't even care. I'm sure. And if you're just having your kids right. come to watch a cartoon night outside, I'm yeah. sure they they won't even care. But right, right. I will. So, but I'm going to test it without <laughs> it, and then. So anyway, the project is we're going to build this probably build a box with a handle thing, yeah, yeah carrying yep. case and a area where you can keep the screen and right. and you know Dustin can take it or anyone can take it and and use it and just have kind of the idea is to just have one cord running out or maybe right. two if yeah. you have to hook up to audio, but just something a box you can sit down and point at something and it, it has right. kind of everything in it. Um, yeah, and then one more thing. I was uh, I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, I need something to cover up the cords running running through the yard, right? If you've you got a yard and you got you don't want – and you have a bunch of people over for movie night, if there's kids, they're definitely taking it out. Right. They're definitely yeah. hitting that one cord and everything's flipping over. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, looking at Home Depot, like, I don't want to buy those plastic – yeah, the like you know, cover things, things. Cover, the yeah. real ones that are like six feet at a time, and they're like forty bucks per six feet. You know what I mean? They're, they're right. Like, yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe I can use this piece of like plastic roofing. They sell them for like thirty a sheet, and I could. But then, when <laughs> Caitlin's just like pool noodles, I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, cut them in yeah. half. Pool noodles. I was like, <laughs> but if you cut them in half, they'll flip. No, she's like, down. Yeah, just slice down the pool noodle. And you wrap your cords. I was like, oh. Right. I was like, that's yeah. did you just think of that? And she was like, no. <laughs> we, we we used to do it for the she used to do it for her family for the RVs. They would have right. pool noodles. Gotcha. I'm like, that's genius. You can go to five below, you can get five of them. Yeah. Bright colors so, so everyone can see them. Right. So you're using half of it, right? So like a half circle. Is that the idea? No, no. That's what I thought. No, you oh, slice she puts it straight and taut inside. You slice yeah. into the pool noodle, and then yeah. it wraps around your cords. Right, Genius. so then it makes it nice and bright. And 
Yeah. Yeah, people can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, as you I was thinking that as you were talking. I was like, <laughs> yeah, pool noodle. I so <laughs> another versatile thing. So we have um for our car we don't have rails on the on the roof. And so we got an aftermarket roof rack about a year and a half ago, but after using it a couple times, um my wife was actually driving I think to work or something one day and it this the the back half oh, of it, yeah. so the the whole rack part just flew off the car when she was driving. <laughs> so we ended up going back and trying to pick up all the pieces that we could find, but we missed a couple pieces. So we've been going through this whole like bullshit hubbub with the place that we got it from, and I won't say it, but trying to like either get the pieces or get a new one or be like, hey, this is what happened. It just flew off the car. We followed all the directions to put it on correctly, and it held fine for you know four months, and it held a, held a canoe and a roof box fine and then it just didn't so um after going through all the stuff we ended up ordering i thought i was able to find just the pieces and i just like just did it on my own i just ordered the pieces that we needed but they didn't come in time for our trip up <laughs> to lake george last weekend um and so what we did because we have we have two dogs now so we had to like we're like we're gonna bring our you know our nissan rogue which is like a crossover suv so the dogs will be in the back our daughter and her friend Catherine were in the middle with like the cooler and a few bags of food and stuff there. And then we needed something to hold all the rest of our stuff. So I got, uh, we had to bring their crate. We have a big crate cause uh, Toby is a uh, great Pyrenees. So he's like a bigger dog. So we got like the biggest crate and both dogs are in that same crate. So I got four pool noodles. I put them on the roof <laughs> and I put the crate on top of them. And then I put our roof. I, we have a soft bag that goes like attaches to, onto the roof, and it's supposed to go onto like your racks or your towers. Like, can it can hook on either way? But I just we just ran like straps through the car, you know, and then strapped yeah. it down. So <laughs> there you go, pool noodles. But as you were talking, I was like, <laughs> oh, pool noodles. I was, it, it like popped in my head. And when she said, I was like, yeah, that's it. I was thinking just like run the cord through, you know, just ho- like the extension cord, just hold it and run it through one side. But yeah, if you just slot it. You know, then it works just like insulation, like copper pipe insulation is that same stuff. It's just that foam and it yeah. has a, like a slit in the side. You put it over it and it's got some adhesive and you can close it up. But Yeah, right. You just pick whatever color you like. Uh, green kind of blends with the grass, but it's bright enough. <laughs> yeah. You spend $3 <laughs> and you got that running straight down. I mean, obviously you can't take that with you. So mm-hmm. there's no, there's not going to be a um, a pool noodle storage area on our carrying case for the <laughs> project. <laughs> A big tube on the Pool side. Pool noodles not included. You take your chances <laughs> yeah, right. with the cord. But um, yeah, use a, yeah, use so an I, orange extension cord. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm glad Anchor hooked us up, Nebula, and I've been yeah, talking awesome. back and forth with the one of the representatives, and they've been awesome. And, it, they, you know, they sound excited. That might be a bottled response, but they seem to like the idea, and we're excited to do it. So that'll that'll be coming up soon. Yeah. And that'll be fun. I'm excited to do that, too, because I think – I think so we're currently working on we just started on Monday or Tuesday a uh, our our new our newest video which is making a toy box for a magic daughter Maeve a magic toy box yeah we, we want to go into all the details because <laughs> we don't want to spoil it for you guys but so making the toy box you know it's going to be it's sturdier wood and it's going to be you know pocket hold together and stuff so it's nice and strong but for like a carrying box for this projector I think we can do it like a different way. I think we can use like half inch ply. Um, and I think then we can just do like, um, you know, slots for like basically a, 
a, a groove that we can slide like different levels into. And, you know, I think we can do it in a different way that with just like glue and finished nails and stuff, it should hold together really well. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be kind of fun. And then we can, we can maybe like, you know, I always think of like Adam Savage when I'm thinking of building things like this. Cause then you can, we could like paint it or do something on the outside to like weather it, to make it look older too, or make it look, you know, something like could look like an old, uh, you know, like an old suitcase, like a luggage, you know, like an old steamer trunk luggage suitcase or something, or oh, yeah. you, know, you could do some fun, something fun like that and make it like, you know, make it like a box from Indiana Jones or something or, or, you know, right. something like that. So it's, so it has like some movie history to it, but then you like open up the front and it's got, you know, little doors that swing back and latch or something. And then you have exposed the, it's the, the uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> with the cherubim and the seraphim on top. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch them. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so that'd be cool. You know, like just find something that might be interesting and, and, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be like, we don't have to go to that detail, but it would be kind of fun. Cause there are those like corner, those brass corner pieces that fit onto stuff, which could make it look really nice. And we could do like a brass handle or something, you know, stain it dark. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of like multiple ways to make it interesting. Right. Yeah, th- that'd be cool. Maybe the way we finish it. I was thinking at, there was at a point where I was thinking, because almost all projectors have have mounting, really good mounting on the bottom and a couple uh, screw spots right. because a lot of them are flipped upside down and hung on the ceiling. Right, yeah. So that mounting's solid. So at one point I was thinking you could you could spin the top lid of it and have the projector come up, boop, and then it's sitting right. flat on the top yeah. of the thing. Right, but, yeah. But then I thought if you do that, all the space under it, the Has width to be, of it, you, yeah, you right. can't you can't do anything with that space until after it's sat up. But right. then that kind of takes the point of it being mobile away because then you're like, okay, flip it up and then move everything under it and plug everything in. Yeah, you know, get the power strip, blah blah blah. I, I want it all to be. So I did have that thought, but that and I like the idea of having it open. So the idea is it's going to be well, and we can go into a little bit. There's going to be a top. With a handle right. on it, and then under the top is an open space where the projector can go because it has speakers and it needs air because it gets hot. Right. Yep. And then there's some shelves and stuff under it to have everything contained. So, and I like the top of it too, just in case some weather comes. Maybe you know you have something pr- protecting it. Yeah. We have to think of some way to close it, like that that open top area needs to be closed. Maybe it I, is like I don't. A, I don't know if it has to. I mean, you but, know, you know, if we want to carry it and put it away, if it's like a carrying case, it should be able to close. I wonder if instead of flipping, I wonder if that whole top section that open can like sink down in. But yeah, there's but then, that's a but cavity then, though. But then but it's still, only you that. have that open space. Yeah, but I mean, but that's okay. I mean, it, you know, if it's because flipping it, you have to consider half of the width of that. Mm-hmm that platform Mm -hmm. but if it's just a lift up it you know like a lift up then you're only talking however tall it is so say it's three and a half or four inches then then you know that can be a space that's designated for that three and a half or four inches you know but but again like how do we do that you know how does it come up and like come up and stay up or something you know but that might be kind of interesting or uh, or you have for the i guess it had to be all four sides it could be panels that you slide up and off. Yeah, you'd I thought to that like, too. 
you know, maybe like that, but then what would you do with the panels? Could they be used for yeah. anything else? Yeah, I was thinking like a roll top desk, you know, you like slide right. and, and, and <laughs> right. like but then right. that's just like the front and back, right? It's gotta be sides too if it's got speakers. Hmm. You want it to be. Yeah, no. I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun thing. It's funny because both the toy box and this are they're not things I've made before, right? And they're like they're they're for a purpose and they have something that we want to do with them that makes it a little tricky. So it's like we need to we need to figure it out first and then make it work. And I think I wish there could be a way that we just like capture all of that, you know, because everything you see on YouTube is like someone has already figured out the end result. And so you're watching them build something toward something that they already know how it's going to end up. And that's the way we've done it. Like I know a knife, like I might know it's, I might not know the shape of the handle exactly, but you know, I know basically everything that's going to happen. I know what it's going to look like by before I fin before I start. But with these, like there are a lot, there's a lot of like design work that's got to go into it first before you can actually create it. And that'd be kind of fun. It'd be fun if we could like capture that somehow, you know? I mean, for the latch that we're doing for the magic thing, I mean, just seeing, Making it for the first time will be a little bit of that. I mean, we can't yeah, capture yeah, all yeah. the back and right. forth of us discussing, hey, do this. Can we do that? Can we? I mean, but, yeah, you know, I try to capture some of you thinking about stuff, but that's also right. hard to show unless yeah. you say what you're thinking. Right, right exactly. But if you're just going, hmm, kind of looking at it, I can't, you know, you can't roll for 10 minutes. I mean, I guess right. it could. Right. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. But it'd be kind of cool, maybe. And I, and I think we do, we try to do that, you know, with, like, when we're drawing things out in the sketchbook, you know, or, like, making notes. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, showing we do. Yeah, there's we do. That, yeah. There is that, that, like, drafting, detailing, you know, the, the idea side that we try to highlight. And that happens a lot in our videos, you know, like, I show that. Because that's part of that whole, like, artist side, right, is the drawings and the designing yeah. and coming up with that. But, um... Yeah, and I think this that specific project has it has the ability to utilize that within the video. Like maybe we do a drawing, maybe we do a couple drawings and film you and I talking about it and working out design or something, you know. Right. Just get a shot of that, like that's in the beginning or whatever. So then we get a little of that like that design stuff. And and I think some people do that. Like some people will do like a multiple prototype or like you know two or three iterations of something until they come up with a final piece, and they'll show that you know, which is kind of it does show that, but but that's or, not or that, they not often or they happen. do some bullshit version of it where they have like a right a fake <laughs> checklist and they're like Ching, I got this, yeah, Ooh, yeah, got that now I now I need something where can I find that and then they have it like right yeah <laughs> right you need the actual version I I'm not gonna. I don't even remember who who it was, but it was this this channel, and they did. Uh, I guess I whatever, and they did this super super overproduced thing. He wanted. I was looking up outdoor theaters, right, and it popped up, and they he he said he. I guess he's doing a, a bucket list thing, and he wanted to do an outdoor theater, but of course they made it. Like an outdoor theater next to a waterfall, and that actually grabbed my attention. I was like, "Oh, that's cool! Like right on! Like I want to see how it's done." But it was right. so—I mean, it was super flashy, and a lot of work went into right. it. And it was—it was very slick. I'll give him that. But right. everything was just pushed to a a hundred percent. Like everything was 
crazy and wild and music and but the the content the the how and and why they did the stuff wasn't there right like it he he went through a big whole thing that he even had like an anima- animated section of like <laughs> you can fly high do whatever you think like he went so far <laughs> past it and over top of it that he didn't even go into what he was doing right like it was way way far past it where you forgot about the content of your video and it, it it pissed me off it was really really i mean it was cool and they like at the end it was awesome like he had some floating furniture and like people were hanging out on the cliff and like swimming and right. watching but still at the end like the people on the cliff were so far from the screen it to them, it probably looked like like again, like a fifty five inch screen. So why are you doing it? <laughs> it's like I feel like that uh, the end product of that and the the video could have all been summed up with like five pictures on an Instagram post. You know, right. like the way that, I mean, it's like and maybe okay, that's here, here, here. yeah. But it, it, yeah, he had like a checklist, and it was like a montage of them getting stuff and making stuff. But that's all the stuff I want to see. Right, I don't want a 15-minute yeah. video of the whole thing, and you guys, like, you actually traveled to a waterfall, and how did you get the permission to go to the waterfall, and how did you build your floating furniture, and and <laughs> what projector are you using, and, and who are all right. these people around you? But it was so slick and fast that it had no context to anything it was doing, so at the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm like, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it was it'd be better off for a fancy Instagram-like person. Right. It's yeah. it's a lifestyle thing. It's Instagram style. Look how much fun we're having. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're doing this thing that, like, a, a dream thing. Like, right. people on an island or people, Lifestyles, you know, beautiful people famous. swimming in a waterfall yeah. watching a movie. Like, Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. That's cool, man. That's awesome. But why didn't you show any of the work that went into it? Unless you didn't right. do any. But I don't think even they were that big. They're a decent-sized channel, but... Not huge to where, like, I'm sure they did a lot of the work. Right, yeah. Like, exactly. he had, a, I don't know, like, a 200 and some thousand subscribers, and that's a big channel for sure, but it's not like a, a corporate channel where he just had everyone set it up. Like, you yeah, and your buddies exactly. did do this, so why didn't you show him? Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess it depends on what the audience wants to see. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not meant for me, I guess. Right, <laughs> But yeah. it's one of those things where I was I was so excited by the premise. I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> movie theater, waterfall. I'm into movie theater, outdoor movie theaters right now. Here we go. <laughs> and then it was just this uh, techno and, and YouTube music in the background. You know, like, yeah. oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. And uh, um, one more thing. That's cool. Though. There was too much uh, footage of them laughing and having fun in slow motion like you know it was set up because he's right in their face you know the camera's two inches from their face right yeah they're not really having them that much fun like stop yeah yeah this isn't like uh you know a, a budweiser commercial right that's exactly what it looked yeah. like like everyone's uh, yeah oh uh, yeah, yeah but it's like what actually happened yeah fire everyone's hanging out you know? what is actually going on i guarantee is more interesting than this fake everyone's loving it thing. Cause I know you spent right. days trying to set it up and stuff was probably hard to get into that waterfall. And 
like everyone's out there and like you're setting up a generator. Can you still hear the generator when you're watching a movie? Like <laughs> right. those are the things. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the interesting exactly. part of of what you're doing. Right. Not I want the yeah, pretty people the laughing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's, a Budweiser commercial. It's, yeah, right. It's, it's like a promo video for a resort. You know, like, okay, if if I want that, I'll get that. You know, I'll look up that. <laughs> <Right>. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I want to know, like, nitty gritty. Like, yeah, I'm I'm making this. I want to know what your experience was. This is the same reason why you were like, all right, let's start over. What was it look like? What did the the Blackthorn Resort look like? <laughs> right. What was the drive up? Like, give me the experience of it all. Yeah. Right. I don't want the fake bullshit version of it. I know you're not having that much fun. Or if you are, it's probably not from you're not with you're not having that much fun with someone two inches from your face, like swinging the camera around you. Like, no, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. So that is not my recommendation. If you know who they are. Uh, yeah right good yeah. luck <laughs> yeah we didn't I'm blast sorry if, we, we blast yeah. the video but we didn't say their name so <laughs> no and like i said it was super slick yeah right but so slick that it was not much substance to it it's a budweiser commercial right yeah that um i kind of feel that way sometimes like some of the some of the bigger channels that i follow sometimes a little bit too i mean it's not all the ones that i that i really like they're like you know they're all fine and i and i like their style but some of the ones are like a little too slick sometimes a little too produced um and they don't have yeah it's like everything happens really quick and now that might be that might be also the perspective right like these are channels that have gone through and looked at all their analytics over the years and they know what people want to see and they know what the best videos bring and I think the like 12 to 16 minute uh, maker video is kind of like the easiest one that most people want to see, you know, and we've obviously Maybe. made a conscious choice not to do that, to do something different. Yeah. And, and we've had and obviously pe- a lot of like success with what we're doing, which is, and, you know, yeah. which we like, but. And the people um, I'm talking about have had as far as of now more success than us and their people watching those videos probably do not want to watch our and they're, they're they're probably the ones complaining about the quote-unquote guitar music in the background right like, oh, why is this <laughs> yeah. guitars and like it's slow and get to the point and like right so i mean like like we always say there's a lot of a lot of room there's room for everybody and it's it's like an unlimited yeah. pie right this exactly. guy can have a, but i it was just I'm not trying to hate on them that style. I'm just disappointed by that style because I want more. I think there's more yeah. there that I that I can't see that I want to see. Right. And I think that's the thing that we have come to expect as content creators of our own channel and also because of what we enjoy. We've come to expect YouTube to be that, right? YouTube isn't TVs or it's not TV or it's not movies. It's not Netflix or HBO. YouTube is YouTube, right? This is independent people creating their own videos, putting stuff up. So you get the nitty gritty, right? You get a little bit of that behind the scenes. You get to figure out, oh, this worked well or this didn't work. Or, yeah, the generator is making a whole bunch of fucking noise back there and I can't watch the movie. So how do we (laughs) how do we do something else about that? Right. Like you get the real stuff in those videos. Um, like I was watching again, I was watching that, uh, I was watching Wrangler star today. And at the end of, at the end of his, um, 10 things that he was, that he was talking about, what he would bring from his shop. 
um he's like talking and and a lot of the video was a monologue it's pretty much him the whole time he was just lifting stuff from, from behind him and talking about it and i've always been really impressed with the way he can do that like just talk for you know 10 12 15 minutes almost straight and have it really concise and not like mess up his words but at the end he's like he's talking and his voice cracks like this just a little bit like his voice cracks and he's like and he turns his head and he's like man 52 years old and I'm, my voice is still cracking and then he just keeps going on with the video you know and it's like that little thing you know it's like he and, and as good as he can do that like keep talking and go on and be concise and be like not repetitive and like he's still like that little bit is what I think I really enjoy about YouTube is that real the reality to it right this is just like usually just people filming themselves maybe they have a, a you know one or two people that work with them they like the big channels might have their own videographer right you know but or us <laughs> but you know <laughs> even then it's only like maybe another guy or maybe two guys in the in the shop or whatever the studio or wherever it is with you like making stuff or building stuff or creating things or showing how to review things and so you know you get that kind of yeah. intimate quality to it and i and think that's what we've come to expect for youtube from YouTube. Yeah, and there's more of that that we can do. Like you said, you're thinking about like, hey, if we had discussions, there's some stuff that um, a channel I suggested once called In Camera, right? It's like an English production studio, and they do really great stuff. But they also they really do it more, and it's not like vlog, but it's like I mean the the point of the channel is to describe how they do in camera stuff, but they also Oh, they right, do it, right. and the, and then they sit down and they talk with the editor, and it's just two guys chatting. So it almost becomes like a podcast for a minute, which is nice. Which is, I mean, we can't yeah. really have. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be chatting to yourself, but right? There, you're right. There could be more of that type of thing to know a little bit more what you're thinking about stuff, even though we're constantly trying to do that on the on the channel right like hey yeah. what about this should we add something here is that too much yeah should we you talk that here like yeah exactly yeah we'll talk i'm like okay well this you know it makes sense because i'm thinking about this so let me talk about it right yeah but then it's like oh if this is something that we've already done you know 20 times or 30 times we've already talked about it before we don't need to talk about it every time but yeah yeah and that, i think that you know that may never happen unless we force it to happen where you talk from behind the camera while you're filming. <laughs> like that's not a natural thing for you because you're filming. You're not going to mm -hmm. talk. You know, that's the whole point is that I'm talking. You're like capturing what I'm doing. It's not like a, let's, we're not going to hold a discussion while you're rolling with the camera, you right. know, like in, unless right. we force it. Right. Unless it's like, you know, Hey, we're let's do this and then we'll talk about it. Or, you know, or you laugh at something, you know, like, you know, not even trying to, you know. That, yeah, that but it's captured and on camera. Yeah, that's, but. yeah, we've done a little bit of that, but that's, you right. know, I mean, we could, but that's not, I, I always feel like it's more fun behind the camera anyway. Right. <laughs> when ev on everything. It, the people yeah. always have the most fun are the crew, <laughs> D depending, but it's always, you know, right. <laughs> the talent is always, uh, I mean, they're the ones making the money, so there you go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that reminds yeah, me of our, there, that video where we did like uh, uh, destroying the iMac, you know, shooting arrows and stuff mm -hmm, at it. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> shot that broad hat at, head at it, and it like bounced off and came back flying past your head. We're like, right. holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was like you know a foot away from slicing your jugular. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but there's there's always room for oh, we can. There might be changes. I mean, the basic thing we like to do is what we like to do, and we're going to continue right. to do that. Yeah, right. Um, but we, we might do little changes here and there. Just to, I mean, we're always trying to trying to make it better, but we're not going to do crazy changes. It's not going to be little quick things or like overproduced stuff. It's right, and it's just it's just too much. I'm not going to do all that. It's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. I might it's be just... able to, but I, I don't. I don't have that much time to do it <laughs> to do all that uh but but yeah it's uh you know there's room for improvement for everybody so yeah yeah like i said and i think this is this all goes back to the fact that i it, you know what we've come what we you and i and obviously some of our followers and you know listeners and subscribers have come to expect a certain level of reality when you're watching a youtube video you know, you're getting like this a, a look into this person's real life, what they like to do, what they make, you know, how they how they work when they're in their own shop. You know, it's not in not necessarily in a studio or in, you know, like in a, on right. a soundstage, blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's more. Yeah, intimate, it, and that's what we come to expect yeah. from YouTube, because that's what it is. It's people putting up and producing their own videos you yeah. know, without a production crew, without a director and a producer and you know, a DP and all lighting and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's like, it's more intimate. It's more, more reality. Yeah. 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 And I think that's one of those things that we've tried to do and we will continue to try to do is, is to balance that reality with also quality production, right? We want it to look, we want to look good as well, you know, and sound good. The sound is important and, and like good and decent lighting where it looks nice and, you know, it's more about, I guess it's more about the look, right? And you're producing it in a way that you're editing in a way that like gives them that feeling that it builds that reality by putting them in there with you and me in the shop and producing that way, which is makes, I think what it does is it, it, it again, it like it pushes that reality further by putting the viewer in as a person in the shop because the, the camera angles are like what you would do if you were looking and focusing around the shop right just instead of just a camera on a tripod looking at someone right because then it's just here's your view you can look around all you want but it's just this view you know you can't get in behind me or you can't look down or you can't focus on the sparks or zoom in on something <laughs> right. you know like you can do when you're hanging out in the shop with somebody so, yeah 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 it's good stuff all right well um yeah, we have some other stuff, you know, coming up too, and we can we can talk more about that later. But uh, we have our uh, next week. I think we'll have next week. We have a, a, a another guest next week, and we have a couple more guests coming up soon as well. Um, but uh, for now, Dev, what do you have for a recommendation? Yeah, um, let me pull up the exact video. But uh, Olympics start today. If you're listening to this Ooh, on Friday, mm-hmm. so everyone check that out. It's going to be really weird. There's there's no crowd, you know, in, in Tokyo. I got my Olympic shirt on, Dustin Salt today. Yeah, so that's like, cool. <laughs> it's got the rising sun and Mount Fuji. says Tokyo and, and USA, obviously, on the bottom with the rings. Um, yeah, really excited. I love the Olympics. Um, yeah. Just it's two weeks of sports where you always have a rooting interest. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You yeah, always exactly. has a, have a team, and that's the same for everyone around the world. Unless I don't know, you're rooting against your team, but that's weird. I mean, your country, <laughs> right. but whatever, whatever you're into. Um, <laughs> so there is a 
a video. Let me pull it up. That's not it. I watched a bunch. I went on a Olympic YouTube kick. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me pull it up. Okay. It's it's called. It's got a weird name. How skateboarding, surfing, and climbing became Olympic sports. Oh, now that is okay. from the channel Olympics. So that's about as simple as as, as it gets. Uh, but it's really cool. They go behind because for so long the the idea is you would have to get rid of of, of a sport to add a new one. Right. So it was it was hard gotcha. to get rid. I mean, people aren't necessarily interested in stuff. And when the uh, Olympic Committee had tried to get rid of wrestling. People freaked out. You know, it's like one of the oldest things, wrestling. You know, how are you going to get rid of that? But they're also like, hey, we're trying to add these new, quote-unquote, you know, cool things. Um, so we had got to get rid of something. So eventually there was, and they go over all this. And it's like an hour and a half long documentary thing. Right on. Um, and, yeah, they both basically said, okay, well. We'll change that. You don't have to get rid of stuff. You can have it, and we're gonna we're gonna add skateboarding, surfing, uh, climbing, and I think the other one is uh, some type of martial art, judo or something. Nice. So it's really cool. So this year it's gonna be exciting. There'll be, you know, all types of skateboarding, and there'll be surfing and and the climbing. It's gonna be great, man. It's I mean that they kind of almost almost missed the boat already because the X Games had been such a big thing and. You know, people aren't as interested in, you know, your archery or your blah, blah, blah. They want to see. Right. You know, especially young people. They want to see skateboarders and surfers. <laughs> and I mean, that's cool, man. Like, that's right. what they want to see. Yeah, exactly. So that they X, go. That X Games audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to so so they in. go yeah. over all this. And, uh, I mean, there's all the biggest names in it. You know, it's like Tony Hawk. He was like the main guy trying to get him in. And, and he's also hanging with. Uh, there's some footage of him with. Uh, there's a really young Japanese girl, and she's like the only uh, female Japanese skater that's like getting recognition. So there's all that type of stuff, and it's really nice. cool. And you get you get the mini stories, which is which I've always liked about the Olympics. They give you like the little the the, the thirty minute story of the person yeah. the, right before yeah, you yeah. watch it. So you're yeah. into it all of a sudden. You know they're yeah. like <laughs> mini life story, and then you're like then you're rooting for them like you've known them for ten years. <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh watch that awesome. and uh yeah also yeah the olympics is going to be great and opening yeah. ceremony is tomorrow morning dust right on the, that'll be it'll be live tomorrow morning on the east coast of the u.s i think it starts at like 7 a.m oh right on obviously japan's on the other side so uh the time's off but yeah it'll, it'll be that i think i'm gonna record it wake up a little bit later and uh watch it tomorrow morning (laughs) nice right on all right well uh for for my recommendation i have two recommendations one if you are listening to this podcast in the morning and it's before around midday on friday the day it comes out tomorrow uh july 23rd uh, i will be doing a live stream um on youtube from the smithy my buddy sean and i are going to be doing some blacksmithing so if you're listening to this in the morning stop in check us out around noon or so We'll be doing a live stream and hanging out and chatting with people and making some stuff in the smithy. Um, so that's one of the recommendations. <laughs> Recommend ourselves. All right. Yes, cool. exactly. Our channel. Um, if uh, And my other recommendation is I have just, uh, within the last week and a half, two weeks, I started re-watching Deadwood. 
and uh, <laughs> and just want to recommend that again. I know I think we've actually recommended that before, maybe even twice. <laughs> but if you are looking for something interesting to watch and you've never watched Deadwood, it is such a good series. It's three seasons. Um, and then they have a movie that they made, which is, I think it's like 10 years later or something. It like, it comes back and revisits the, uh, the group of people in Deadwood, which I think is, it's a good way to do that because I think with any show, you know, when, when it's over, you're always like left waiting and wanting, even if it's, even if it really, really wrapped itself Dep- up well, yeah, right, you know, right. but unfortunately a lot of shows, don't get to that point, right? Some do that have good hype and a lot of them do, but some of them don't, or at least they didn't back when this was, which is like 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadwood, you know, if you're yeah. not getting the ratings, they'll just, they'll cut you. You're done. You know, like <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So dead. Yeah. Deadwood got canceled after the third season. And at the time yeah. when I, when I first watched it through probably was like 2010. I didn't know that, you know, it was just right. another show that someone yeah. had turned me on to. I was like, Oh no. And the, and the end of the third one is kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, right. Uh, and like, I go to watch it, and it's like, oh, that's it. They they didn't get picked. Like, oh, we can't. I know. It's crazy. But, but each, I think, what, they got like 10 per season. Yeah. And they're, right. they're like an hour long each. So you have 30 hours of one they're of the. They're so good. Yeah. One of the great, like, uh, Western kind of style. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dead, dead, yeah. And it's just so good because it, it follows along with the town of Deadwood, this little, you know, camp out in the middle of. <clears throat> where it was somewhere near like Montana or whatever little mining camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, excuse me, they, um, it's just the dialogue in the show makes it so good because it's this like Victorian dialogue. And if you think about, you know, 18, whatever it is supposed to be, you know, late 1800s, early mm-hmm. 1900s. Um, you know, this is like, you know, Indian territory and, and the, the people at that time would have had a different like dialogue than we have now would have been different, right? It would have been like probably more formal and more like English and Victorian. And so mm. they really play that up in the show and it makes it so good. Just like there are different monologues and the way they talk to each other. And it's just like, it's very poetic, but it's this group For of sure. like super yeah. rough and tumble, like badass dudes who are like throwing in fuck and cocksucker and cunt and like, <laughs> you know, all the all the worst words, but they're throwing it into this like really cool Victorian English dialogue, you know, with like just the way that the sentence structure is. It's so beautifully written. So yeah. It's like the, so much fun to listen to and watch. It's yeah. The, awesome. the writing, the writing is so good that it's. Yeah. When you get to the top of your game, and it, you just put, and every character is great on that show. Every so character, so there will be yeah. scenes with, oh, this character and this character talking. Yep. I just can't wait to hear these two talk. And right. it's almost like a <laughs> battle of of words and wits, you know. When yeah, exactly. Together, right? Yeah, that is what it is too. It is. It's always like you wonder if both people understand exactly what both people are saying. You're like, right. do you understand? Cause the way they just said that they like said it backwards. You know, there's like a lot of like a lot of almost like the Yoda, you know, how Yoda says things yeah, backwards, yeah. things backwards yeah, instead yeah. of like a normal sentence structure. He spins it. That's kind of what it's like, you know, which is really funny. You know, I love, there's like the calamity Jane character when she talks, like she's always drunk, but she's still using this kind of crazy language, but also with like super, you know, like the worst things you can say to people, she says. You know, like the right. worst, it's the like, worst language. It's like, and, yeah. it's like a group of well-read thugs. 
you yeah, know exactly yeah like right. everyone's dirt balls they've all <laughs> ended in this in this city because they've e- either had to start anew right because they've yep. ruined something or yep. they're they're tricksters and yeah. they're trying to they're trying to make money off the back of other people right um, exactly in, in this in this mining town <laughs> yeah and this gold rush thing i mean it is so, it's good. so good and then the, the the who you think is the bad guy changes, you know. Yeah, it just right, gets exactly. worse and worse. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, people who you didn't think were together, they they start teaming up. And yeah, <laughs> I, I actually told one of my friends, and <laughs> I think I told him, he was like, "I got any new shows or something?" I told him that one. I was like, "Well, watch Deadwood." And I was like, "You know, if you're gonna consume any new anything, like <laughs> digital media." Yeah. Start with Deadwood. If you haven't seen Deadwood, just do it. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. It's I mean, maybe so, un- so unless good. you think like westerns are are like not your thing. If that's totally like what you're not into, right? Then maybe you won't like it. But I still think you'd find. But if you have any general yeah. interest in that type of stuff, man, it is it's great. Yeah, because although it is a western, it's not it's not like I mean, it has that kind of you know, walking up and down the, the thoroughfare feel to it and people with mm-hmm. guns and holsters and cowboy hats and stuff. But it's not – there's so much about just the life of this little, like, mining camp and how it's trying to, like, be different and be separate from the U.S. and not have all the laws that, you know – that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like this lawless town. But it's all and about the, like, the relationships of all these people and how are they're yeah. trying to – push Deadwood and make it something that they want and not what the rest of the country is doing. You know, they right. want their freedom and they want to be able to do what they want. So it's like, it's that it's not, it's not like horses and, you know, gun and there's some and of that. Stuff. It's, there's some, there's some, of, there that, is but... some of that. Yeah. But it's, but like, that's like 10% out of the 90% of the show. Yeah. And, and, uh, it gives, I guess we're going back to this, such a good <laughs> sense, sense of place. Right. A good yeah. and such a simple thing that a lot of things don't do anymore is a sense of knowing where the characters are in the area they're in. Uh, a lot of right. it's you know it doesn't. A lot of things don't set it up well. Where you, right? I mean, if you want to get involved and and into a show, you want to know where they are. You have a right. feeling of just because the the, the character is pointed this way, you know what's off screen to the right. Right, it exactly. Just, it just helps yeah. you get invested in the show, and they do that great on there. I mean, it's one main strip, really. Right. Yep. But you kind of know where all this is where the tavern is. This is where this guy is. This guy's yeah. looking at this guy across the street. This yeah. guy's looking back, and down to the right, he can see this guy. And it yeah. all comes into it, and you you by the end of the show, you know that town. You know right. the layout, which makes it so much better. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So there you go. That's my recommendation. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm. I think I'm one or two episodes from the end of the second season. So I'm like right in the heart of the show. It's awesome. It's so good. We might and maybe maybe we'll, we'll have a a, a Deadwood night. Yeah, that'd be with awesome. the, with the new project with the new yeah. uh, theater <laughs> and come and do, we'll watch a couple. Yeah, some of the best episodes. Yeah, yeah, like sweet. Right on. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's been a blast. Um, again, uh, if you are listening to this tomorrow morning or Friday morning when you're listening to it, if you want to pop in, check out our live stream, come say, hey, let us know. If you were uh, listening to this in the morning, you came over from that, let me know. 
and uh, I will praise you and thank you for coming over during the live stream tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. And like I said, we'll be in the Smitty hanging out, making some stuff. I don't even know what I'm going to forge yet, but we're going to forge something. Maybe a knife. Maybe I'll do a folded uh, folded axe, like tomahawk type thing. I'm not sure. But we'll see. Cool. We're going to be hanging out. We'll do a live stream. It'll be fun. And that's it. Uh, make sure you guys don't forget to go over, and if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, The Art of Craftsmanship. You can go and find us both on Instagram, The Art of Craftsmanship, and The Art of Camera Guy. Go over there. Again, if you guys want to ask any specific questions to us that we can answer on the podcast, send me a message on Instagram, or send Devin a message on Instagram, or send us an email at the Art of Craftsmanship, to The Art of Craftsmanship at gmail.com. And that's it. Um, one last thing. Um, and this is maybe some information for you too, Dev. I just saw um, Craig Lockwood posted a post on Instagram from the Makery Network saying that they are working on revamping the website for the Makery Network. So if you guys are trying to find our channel, our, uh, I mean our podcast on the Makery Network website, it's been down for a little bit, but that's because they are reworking it, revamping it, and going to be putting up a new one. So it's not gone. We're still part of the Makery Network. Um, we're just kind of reworking the way that system is working. But, you know, again, we're just happy to be part of a group of guys and a part of a group of podcasts that all really appreciate making things and being part of that network. So um, you can go over and check that out and check it out when the new uh, website is up. But other than that, that's it, guys. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Devin, always a pleasure. Cheers. See you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.